Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. But y'all thought y'all wasn't going to see me? I'm the Osiris of this. Wu-Tang is here forever. This left, this 97, I ain't my and my Let's do it like this. I'm going to rub your ass in the moonshine. All right, we are back, back in the building. Players Only back for another week, week three version of Players Only. I am Danon Hughes coming to you each and every week, every Thursday during this Chiefs season. We are coming off of a victory, and I got another victory because I got one of my brothers, one of my ambassador brothers in the building with me, 10-year veteran, First-round pick, fifth pick overall out of the University of Pittsburgh. We got Bill Moss in the building. Bill, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, my man. Love being here. Players only, huh? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody else can come in that door. Nope. We can't have no other input. I think we we may have. Chris, you may be able to tell me if this is right. I think last year I may have opened the door for somebody just for a quick second. It might have been a charity or something like that. Otherwise, this is like the confines of the locker room, man. Close the door, man. Close the door. No holds barred. You you know how the locker room is. (laughs) No other place on earth. (laughs) There's some great things that happen in there, and there's some things that need to stay in there, right? (laughs) I appreciate you coming out, brother. It's, it's, uh, you know, you, you, uh, unbeknownst to you, Grunhard, you know, you guys kind of, paved the way for for me to have an appetite to do this. I remember listening to you guys back in the day. You know, yeah. you did an outstanding job in the transition from the football field and, you know, just listening to how you guys handle things and, and how your 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 pace and tempo and everything on the air and the entertainment value. It was definitely an inspiration to me, brother. So I appreciate that. Yeah, man. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. It's be good. able to talk about it. If you can't do it anymore, you might as well talk <laughs> I know, about it. right? <laughs> Ain't no quick movements. <laughs> My hamstrings was hurting walking up the steps. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely good. Much better to talk about it now. No painful Mondays uh, except for maybe after a loss. But we were fortunate uh, to come off of a win. And let's remember that the phone lines, the text lines are open, 913-586-7610. Let's make sure we start populating that text line. Phone lines will be open, and we'll get to you later in the show as well. Uh, but, Bill, before I, I give my take on this Chiefs game against the Jaguars, the victory, 
Uh, I want to hear what your overall assessment was uh, about the Chiefs' win. Bounce back after kind of a semi-bye week after the loss against the Lions and uh, what you thought about the Chiefs going down to Florida and getting a W. Yeah, so it, it, was, it was kind of interesting. I, I didn't have a good feeling about the Detroit Lions for, I don't know, maybe since the schedule came out. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I, I know that they bought into what they're preaching. And, and that stuff goes a long way. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, you can remember with Marty Schottenheimer, you, you either were bought into what you were doing or you weren't going to be there. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and when everybody buys in, Great things can happen, mm-hmm. and, and you could see that at the end of last year with the Giants and some of the reports coming out of the uh, fall camp about who they were and what they were. I just I didn't like it, and it was it's exactly what I thought. But um, when I looked at that offense, you know, you know it. You played the wide receiver position. There, there's a transition going on, and it, and it's still going on. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of things uh, that they need to come together and learn how to coordinate and gel together. The different coverages they're seeing. They're seeing different coverages than they were last year right yeah. now. Yep. And they've got to realize that, recognize it, and know where to be. I think Patrick knows where to be and where to go. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a good flow yet with them. And I think it'll come. Yeah. I, I, hopefully it's this week. Yeah. You made a good point. Your first comment you made about uh, buying in. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I played six years here in Kansas City. They were all under Marty, but you were—you had at least yeah. two. I want to yeah. say three coaches, right? Yeah, uh, I, I, well, I, um, John McVick and then Frank Gans and then, and then Marty. Marty. Yeah. Talk about that transition, like buying in, because you had to buy in like two plus times because yeah. you're coming out of college and you got to buy into McVick, and then there's a change, and then there's another change, especially with that personality like Marty and Carl brought. Like how? How? What's the dynamic of having to buy into somebody? I mean, Dan Campbell's a little bit. He's probably more indicative of most football players. A little twisted, a little. Mm-hmm. You know, I got that that mindset. And you got a fiery guy that's talking about biting off kneecaps yeah. and this and that when he first comes in, and then where they've gotten to. But it's the players' transition that I feel like is, you know, a lot of people would want to know that. Yeah. So it's. You don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean, picture yourself and place yourself in any workplace you're in. When you go in for the first time and you're in a new atmosphere, mm-hmm. uh, new boss, new bosses, new coworkers, and, you know, you're, you're just kind of like sitting there and your eyes and ears are open and you're just taking everything in. And so, yeah, I went through that my rookie year and John Makovic and we get to the playoffs and, you know, then they'd make a change. Um, and then we go to Frank Gans and, and the things he were do- he was doing and, and he was preaching. And we bought into Frank Gans because he was a special teams coach under Mackovic. Yeah. So, and we had some great special teams players because we bought into what he was saying. Uh, and but, by the way, you were uh, NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year that year too. So yeah. you, you had success yeah. to that level and then change. Yeah. And yeah, so th- those things were kind of difficult. And then – we, we bought into what Frank was saying, and, and we believed in it. We, our offense was what it was. We couldn't get going, and things fell apart, and that ended quickly. Uh, I can remember talking to Carl Peterson when they, when they hired him, um, and he hadn't picked a coach yet. We had a conversation. but And I had, I had just come back from Hawaii with, with the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. and Marty Schottenheimer and his staff were the coach oh. for two years in a row when they lost the AFC Championship yes, that's game. that's right, yeah. And, and he was over there, and him and his staff were were coaching. Well, 
I mean, it wasn't fun for the AFC because he had us in full pads over there in Hawaii. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, the in NFC's Pobo? over there in like hats and, and shorts and stuff. Oh my gosh! I didn't oh know yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not so kidding he you. Couldn't dial it down even for he the Pro could Bowl. Not, nothing dial it down. Oh, no, oh there was. And and some of the older guys that have been to a number of Pro Bowls on the AFC side, they were so mad. I can imagine. We won both of them though. <laughs> And that extra ten thousand was a lot back then. Yes, yes. But um, but I understood what he was doing and how he went about things. And you know, when Marty came in, he set the standard that everybody knew everything. We understood what the offense was doing. They understood what the defense was mm-hmm. doing. Special teams was everybody. It was a team meeting. He wanted everybody to understand what we're doing before they called a play and they gave you an assignment. You do this. You do that. You do that. Marty made us all understand why why you're doing that assignment yeah. and wh- how it affects the rest of the defense in, yep. in places if you don't fulfill that assignment. Yeah. So you, you, accountability came into effect then. And that's huge. And, I, and I've talked about kind of my background. When I got to college, my offensive coordinator was Bill Snyder. Yeah. And then coming to Kansas City Chiefs and Marty Schottenheimer and, and everybody having that same kind of philosophy of, like, you need to know about everything that's happening on the field and about your teammates. Uh, and it's just refreshing to kind of hear the backstory. I didn't even know about Marty coaching and full pads at the Pro, Pro Bowl, but that's that's classic. Not surprising, <laughs> but definitely classic. Let's remember, we got the phone lines, the text lines open, 913-586-7610. Uh, so in regards to the Jacksonville Jaguars game, I thought it was going to be a tough-fought game going in. Uh, the heat was a huge factor. Heck, it was a factor for me in the booth. Yeah. It's one of the few booths that actually we have open windows. I want to say maybe the Ravens, Jacksonville, maybe a couple of others. Otherwise, all the the, the, the radio booths are enclosed. So we're air conditioning, 72 and sunny no matter what. Uh, there's some good and some not so good to that. But the sun was beaming in on us. So I know that the guys on the sideline were feeling it. Uh, we've seen the injury report since that game, and that's probably tied to some of that heat and basically the the brawls that happened on the field with a, a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, from a defensive perspective, uh, and wanted to, I think this is great that I have you on this show this week because Chris Jones first came mm-hmm. back. Uh, and So what was your assessment as a defensive mind uh, with – with the plays, with the play of the Chiefs this week. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's funny. It, first of all, early in the season, playing defense is a lot easier than playing offense because of the simple reason defensively it, it's it's a lot of aggression. You're, mm-hmm. you're going forward. You're charging ahead. You're running to the ball carrier. And so there's, you know, just those things by themselves is a lot easier than trying to coordinate and orchestrate and offense mm-hmm. and rhythm and everybody on the same pace and same page. And so those things take time and, and, and that's easy. But from year to year, th- things always don't just transition. It just doesn't flow over. You know, as a fan, a lot of times we think, well, we got this piece, we got this piece. And last year, this guy was great. And now we pick up somebody in the draft and we pick up somebody in free agency. Yeah, well, we're all set. Yeah. You know, and, and it just that carryover isn't there from year to year. But it was interesting that I saw a lot of carryover on the defensive side of the ball. And and I was sitting there saying, wow. And then week one, wow, you know, 14 points, man. 
And then week two, you know, really six points. Yeah, no uh, touchdowns. You know, and yeah. and and I'm I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, they're playing in sync in both of those games, and it is it has to do with all of those young defensive backs and all the t- play time they got last year. Yep. All the new linebackers and all the play time they got last year. You know, it, it was it's a natural flow, and these guys, you know, they they're bought in. They understand the defense, which is a hard one to grasp from Spags. And there's a bunch of workers on that defense, too. You know, those guys Blue have – Yeah, they they have a work mentality, and you can see it in their play. Um, don't tell them there's something they can't do because mm-hmm. they'll step up and do it. So, th- th- those, you know, I think that's a great attribute to have from those guys. I think it's great that uh, what Spags has done with them and, and how they're playing and how they're handling it. And they're not, you know – this is just scratching a little bit. Yeah, there, the surface, yeah, yeah, there's a lot more further to go. And, you know, injuries occur and things like that. But this has the makings to be a really, really good defense. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. When you talk about a blue-collar defense, uh, no superstars. Yeah, we got a couple of first-round picks and early picks that are playing out there. But with Felix and George last year, uh, they still kind of feel like a, a blue collar team. They're, they're not the finesse guys. They're not, you know, top, you know, top 10 lottery picks. They're just blue collar guys that really play football hard and well. And that's to me. And you've been in that locker room. If you play soft and there's 14 other guys within the rotation on defense that play really hard, you stand out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And so hard work kind of, Permeates, permeates every, through the locker room, everybody, yeah. and you can't be. Regardless, you might have come in, and you might have a you know a little injury or something like that. It won't show because you're gonna take on, you're gonna adopt the attitude of everybody else. So when you have those blue collars, and I, and I guess this is my opportunity to give Brett Veach, Andy Reid, their scouting department, my brother Willie Davis, obviously you teammate of yours as well. That's over there that is involved, intricately involved in, in scouting and bringing in talent, draftees, as well as free agents to assemble a unit, like a force. Yeah. And it might not be the best. They're not the 85 Bears or anything like that, but they play in a way that obviously make, has to make you proud. Yeah. Uh, being a blue collar Pennsylvania guy and, yeah. and, and being a part of great defenses in, in your career, two time all pro. Uh, Etc. To me, like it exemplifies kind of what Marty loved, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. But then, championship style football. You know, yeah, you, yeah. Th- those guys do a great job on finding the talent mm-hmm. and finding the skill sets of the players. But more importantly, one step further, they go into the personality side of it. And if you think about it, it most of these guys on this team, not just the defensive side of the ball. But they're all kind of the same guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right. Mentally, uh, their personality, um, they're givers, not takers. Yeah, and and that's a big thing with Andy Reid. You know, what are you what are you going to give? You know, yep. You know, don't have your hand out. What are you going to give me? Um, and so the the, the aspect of, of the defense too, and, and the things they're doing. Uh, everybody has a different role. Uh, if you're just watching casually on the defense, I want you to take a look at all the different packages of personnel 
And, and Steve Spagnola changes it more than Andy changes his personnel on offense. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the safeties, the corners, in, yeah. the, the, the backers, the, the ends, and who's lining up where. They got Mike Dannon and, and Kaloftis playing inside <laughs> no, over the guards, <laughs> you, you know. And they, but it's, there's certain packages and certain things they're trying to do and certain ways they want to, you know, play these, these offenses. And it's a lot to, to take in. But when they insert those guys to do a certain role and change your role, and I need you to do this here on that play. That tells you about the guy. Yeah, in sync is is key, and uh, this defense definitely has been impressive to me. Only two touchdowns given up in two games in the NFL, where everything is leaning towards yeah, the offense. offense and playing the quarterbacks that we played. Only two touchdowns in two games. We should be proud. One thing that we hadn't tackled was the offense, and we can get to that in the next segment because I want to I want to hear some hot takes from Bill. If you got a hot take, this. Quarter two is the hot take segment. The phone lines, text lines are open, 913-586-7610. Hit us up. I see the text coming in. We're going to tackle them later. Players only with Damon Hughes. Thursday night starting at 6 o'clock on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. My name is d Bono looking to pass the football, goes in the middle, pass is cut, touchdown Kansas City, touchdown Chiefs, touchdown Chiefs, Damon Hughes, touch the bullet over the middle from Steve Bono. First and 10 for the Chiefs at the 14 of the Steelers, halfback pass, Marcus Allen right side, touchdown Kansas City, Damon Hughes from Marcus Allen. Expert analysis, news and views. From Chiefs Radio Network color analyst, Damon Hughes. This so-called number one defense in the NFL that hadn't played anybody during the last part of the season, and we showed who was the best team on this field and deserved to host another AFC championship for four straight years. But you can call him D-Nice. Just call me D-Nice. All right, we are back. Players only, quarter two in the show. As I mentioned during the first quarter, we got special guest here in Bill Moss, 10-year veteran, two-time All-Pro, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, and he has graced us with his presence here in the booth. We got through the first quarter, mainly talking about the defense against the Jaguars. I just want to, before we get to Bill's hot take, Give a little bit of love to the offense. Offense, Patrick Mahomes throwing for almost 300 yards. Uh, one of the downsides from last week, they had 12 penalties for 94 yards. Mm. Got to clean up that aspect of the game. Very rarely do you see a team beat a team that only had two penalties, but we did that. And part of that is because the red zone defense was phenomenal. Our offense obviously has some room to grow, but as Bill mentioned you know, it's, it's not abnormal for at this point of the season for a defense to be ahead of the offense. So wins are wins, and we'll take them when we can. Remember, the text line and phone line is open, 913-586-7610. Bill, yep. tossing it over to you, brother. What's your hot take for the week? Hot take for the week. You know, I I got a few, actually. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, You know, this referee thing with Juwan, uh, everybody in the league does it. Yes. I mean, everybody in the league does it. 
no tackle on a pass play's helmet is lined up on the waistband of the center. Mm-hmm. Zero. And for whatever reason, I mean, I, I saw him all preseason, and it looks real close that he's he's not false starting all the time. Yeah, he's very close. He, he times he, it exceptionally well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, Jeff Schwartz, I see him, his tweets, and he, he talks about, They've been doing it for years, yeah. and, and they're no, not calling it. And they're not going to call it, so don't even bring it up. I'm not going to discuss it. Well, I think one part of it, I think you bring up a great point because I love the perspective, you being a defensive lineman, and you're speaking about the offensive lineman, and, and, and yeah. just that perspective is great. But I think also because he has such an unconventional stance, I mean, he's almost in like a wide receiver, like back leg back stance, which is kind of different than most tackles. So it makes it look like he's further back than he really is. So it's an optical illusion. Yeah. I, Can I, we sell them on that? Yeah, I know, right? Like that, that's what if I'm Andy, that's what I'm sending to the league. Like, I'll send you every, you know, every right tackle in the league on a pass play. Yeah. And the only thing different is that their back leg is further. His back leg is further back than theirs. Doesn't mean that the rest of his body is not in the same position. Just his back leg. Yeah, but when they gave the definition the week before that about his his helmet needs to be on the waistband of the center. Yeah. And I and they called him in this game. Obviously Jacksonville knew him and they sent it in and they, you know, they made it a point. NBC didn't help on Sunday night football. I mean, uh on Sunday Th- night football. Thursday night. Thursday night, yeah. They did not help mm-hmm. pointing that out and making it an eff- emphasis. And when the league sees that it's a blight. Yeah. On national television, on big time primetime yeah. game opening night. If the league sees that, there's going to be phone calls happening mm-hmm. the next day, and and, and and that's what that's what occurred. But when they called the penalties down in Jacksonville, okay, fine, you made your point. That's great. And they like to emphasize those things to try to get it corrected. They will in turn ease back off that. Yeah. Boy. It happens every time they put it in a new rule. They emphasize it during the preseason, yep. maybe the first week, and then it just goes back to normal. Exactly. And but I'm watching Jacksonville line up. I, I, I'm sitting there watching them say, look at this guy's helmet. Look where he's at. I mean, they look like H-backs, too. Yeah. You know, the tackles are that far back in the backfield. So th- that, to me, was one of the things in the officiating. And, and w- what year is it? Uh, 2023. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you do? What do you, you get everything you want on your cell phone, That's don't right. you? That's right. Everything. Technology is at a level that's insane. Yeah. Artificial intelligence is like knocking at our door to take over the world, right? Everything's one click away. We have 10 yards of a chain to, <laughs> yeah. to determine a first down. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and they trot it all out yeah. there, and they line it up, and they put the stick down, and they look real close. To <laughs> I mean, come laser. on, man. We can't have laser, like come a laser on. beam or something. All I, around the field yeah. fit you for your 10 yards. It's just <laughs> so that everybody knows, you know, no, no time out for the chain. You don't have to bring the chain crew yeah. in. Just, hey, first down, you see it right there. On the, Speed I, I up mean, the game. I like it. It's just. Yeah, that just amazes me. 2023, 20, and they're trotting out a chain link 10 yards, <laughs> which I guarantee you nobody's ever measured. I know. Right? Yeah, from stick to oh, stick, bottom of the oh, point. Oh, that thing's been in there for 24 the years. Yeah. It's the same chain. It's good. <laughs> Hasn't rusted out yet. Did anybody ever measure the chain? I know, right? That's what they need to do. They they <laughs> they, they measure the, the, the uh, air in the footballs. They need to measure the chain. Yeah. <laughs> That's classic. I, I never thought of it that way, but you would think that with the – the advent of, like you said, technology. Yeah, that would be a norm. It would be easy. Yeah, it would, it would eliminate a lot of the stuff and and quicken up the game. The other thing too is, uh, for me, 
anyhow, I don't know what everyone else thinks, but you know, I've, I've read a lot about college football and where it's going, and we've heard so much about the conferences and, mm-hmm. and that you have to change to keep pace, and they're not going to make money. They've got to get money from this league, and there's only going to be a couple leagues, you know, power t- uh, conferences yeah. and all the things, and it, football has gone downhill. Heck, Nick Saban's done with it. He can't. <laughs> you know, everybody's <laughs> upset. I'm reading all this stuff about it. I don't think it's ever been better. Oh, I I, th- I agree. I don't think college football, since I played it and have been watching it, has ever been better. To be able to sit down on a Saturday and go from, I don't know, 10 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night and flip your choice of every team at every conference, almost at every level. Yep. On TV. Yeah. And to me, I think that's cool. You know, you were growing up. I was growing up. I mean, you, there was like channel, two games on through CBS. Yeah, Channel ABC. 2, Channel 7. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't have cable back then. Yeah. And and the, the NIL, I think it's long overdue. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's obviously some going to be some grumblings. Who's going to – what states are going to interject and how can they enforce it and who's going to have the power and the NCAA, which I think they've abused their rights in so mm-hmm. many ways. For so many years. Yeah. And and, and – I just think the state of college football, to me, is refreshing, enjoying. It's still competitive. It's still great to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I love it. And, and I'm, I read all these articles about how bad it is and, how, and where it's going and it's going down the toilets. I don't, I don't see how. Everybody's, everybody's going to be happy. These conferences are, are making a bunch of money. They're, they're able to uh, occupy and dominate the ratings in television. That's right. All Saturday. Yes. All Saturday. All Saturday night. Dom- and when you have that domination in ratings, well, you know, that, then you go to your your you know commercial people, your yep. advertisers, and you say, hey, uh, you guys might want to take a look at this. Yeah. You're paying, oh, give you're me. I want that X. slot. Yeah. I want that <laughs> slot. No kidding. You want that slot. You're going to pay for it. Yeah. And so the prices go up all the way around. For everybody, mm-hmm. everybody gets paid. Everybody's happy, and it's a good fit for including the players and their families. I think it's awesome. Oh, I think so too. I agree with you, man. And you know, I think there's a lot of envy, jealousy uh, that is involved in the criticism when it comes to NIL uh, and players getting paid. And you and I were talking off air, and we'll have to go to break in a second. But we were talking off air mainly about like my story, where I said I went to Iowa from New Jersey. Didn't have money to buy pizza. Had to buy pizza with three other football players. Those guys were bigger than me, so they got bigger pieces of the pie. And went into the student union, couldn't buy a jersey of mine that they're selling. The way the the NCAA got around it is that they didn't put my name on the back. But I'm the only number three at the university. So, like, those dynamics couldn't go home for spring break, couldn't go home for summer breaks because I didn't have the money, didn't have a car, all that stuff. I, I had that too. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and to think that there could have been a car dealer, could mm-hmm. have been a restaurant, could have been a camp that I could have run. I played two sports. I could have done different things to earn money based on my abilities that I showed on the football field and baseball field, and that was not afforded to me. So for all the people that criticize the NIL uh Take a long walk. Uh, I, I, there's so many different examples, like you said, of the NCAA ab- abusing their power for so many years and players losing out. So with that, that is the end of quarter two. We're going to halftime. I got more hot takes, so. Oh, man. You can stay with us if you want. We come back after halftime. We get our orange peels. Do they still do oranges in, in the locker room at halftime and, and, and Gatorade and 
That, that was your halftime deal, right? Yeah, that was the halftime deal. Gatorade and, and sliced up oranges. Yeah. And some wet towels. And a wet towel, yeah. Ice, yeah, ice towel. All right, well, when we come back, we'll go in the third quarter. We got the text line, the phone line's open, and I see a bunch of texts coming in. We'll tackle them next. Players only with Damon Hughes, Thursday night starting at 6 o'clock on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Halftime's over. We are back. Players only in the building. I am Danon Hughes. I got Bill Moss as guest in the studio. Came with the super hot fire takes during quarter two. You can, if you didn't get a chance to hear them, you can listen on the Odyssey app. Uh, this show will be posted on there. If you want to listen to this show or any shows, not just from this season, but from previous seasons as well, go ahead and download the Odyssey app. You can check in with players only. But with that, we got the phone lines open. Dan from KCK, we missed you last week. What you got for us this week? Dan, hey, Bill, how you doing? Yeah, it was a great bounce back win by the Chiefs. Still a little sloppy on the, you know, fumbles by Kadarius Tony, but they'll, they'll clean it up. And uh, I did tell Bill something. I enjoyed you playing with Marty and uh, in the first and the third year when John McEvick got you to play us at 10 and 6. Now, I, I'll like to ask a question. Were you a little surprised they fired John McEvick? I thought he really did a pretty good job. Let's take care, take care of the Bill. Take care of yourself, guys. All right, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, it, it 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 was kind of a, a shock, and we didn't understand why we went to the playoffs. We were feeling good about ourselves, and um, I don't I don't know if his point was getting across to all the players in the locker room. John, I think, uh, was really a good uh, college coach, but when he had to talk to the grown men, it, it, it was a little bit of an issue. But I, I was still very surprised because normally that doesn't happen after yeah. after a, a playoff. Yeah, and John, I believe, went back to University of Illinois right after that, right? Mm -hmm. I think college. And I, he went to Texas, too. He went to Remember? Texas. Um, I think that's a key point. You're dealing with grown men mm -hmm. versus in college. And to me, that makes what Deion Sanders is doing really special. Yeah. But there's some coaches out there that just cannot make the transition. Urban Meyer, you know, the debacle that he brought to oh, the man. Jacksonville Jaguars was in part because he's used to dealing with and controlling and manipulating kids and at the pro level you know they had a situation with the kicker that he, he yeah. kicked in the butt and yeah. the kicker was like oh like i'm a grown man you don't like don't put your hands on me don't kick me don't touch me and urban didn't know how to maneuver that's what around you did that. with kickers yeah <laughs> right <laughs> so i right. appreciate you dan we got big t big t what you got brother <laughs> time yours. good stuff guys man I, I i really appreciate listening to both of you uh, Bill Moss and Dana Hughes, because I, you're two guys I grew up with. I remember, uh, you know, watching you guys in the day with, with Bill Kenning and the late great Joe Delaney and Big John Alton on defense, Dino Hackett, and Mike Bell, and Dale Carter. And then there's one dude I want Bill to talk about after I get through the call, and that was that was Art Still. He was a badass. I loved watching that guy. Played on so many bad teams, was just an anchor on that on that defensive end, and, and he was just a great player to watch. But Bill made a point. It's really cool to listen to you guys. When you talk about losing free agents, everybody thinks, okay, they could just plug and play because we got Andy Reid, the best trigger man in the league, Pat Mahomes. It don't work like that, everybody. We're the world. Everybody's coming for the world champs. You said they're scheming against you differently. They're doing different looks and stuff. And those young guys will figure it out. And I got faith in those guys figure it out. I'm glad you're talking about the D because they're the talk of the town. Uh, that, that Detroit game, they should have won. 
They only gave up 14. They played their asses off. You know, if the anchor was there, Chris Jones, I feel they would have won that game. But he's back in now. They played great last last week, too. You saw what he did, how disruptive that line is. They got a bunch of dudes on that line. I love it. And then on the back end, all those uh, uh, corners and safeties, those guys can stick and they can cover. They make plays. I love watching them. Our, 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 our linebackers, uh, Bolton, uh, Chanel, and, and Tranquil, and, and Willie Gay Jr., those are probably some of the four best in the league. We're in good hands. Spags is dialing it up, everybody. And it just might be tight games. And I might think, I know it makes people uncomfortable, but hey, man, just party down. Do what you got to do during the game to calm yourself down. But let's root on our Chiefs and let's go out there and get that victory on Sunday against the Bears. And as always, let's go, Chiefs. Appreciate you, Big T. T. Knew you had to to finish it with your your custom made call right there, Bill. You talked yeah. about the defense and your perspective. Yeah, so you, you know, it, it has come together, and it, it, you know, it's amazing that Chris Jones just <laughs> popped in there, and just made plays, and seemed to me like it was effortless, and that's what amazes me. Like, well, you're in a close, confined area, and you've got all the mass of humanity and those big offensive mm-hmm. linemen all standing next to each other, and you can work your way effortlessly at sometimes between them, get by them, and put the chase on the quarterback. That's amazing stuff. And Big T asked about Art Still, and that was the one thing I would say about Art. I, when I talked about Chris Jones now, I compare him to a guy I played with. You know, I'd have to do everything I could in my power, go 100,000 miles an hour in a fit of rage to, to accomplish things. And, you know, you come back after the game, you're thinking, oh, how'd you do? Yeah, I might have had a sack. I might have had three tackles and blah, 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 blah. And then you put on the film and and you watch and Art Stills got like two sacks, eleven <laughs> tackles, running sideline to sidelines, and and it's it looks effortless. And, and he's got a smile on his yeah. face and, and, and talking at yeah, the same talking. time. <laughs> <laughs> Still to this said, day. <laughs> if anybody's ever been around Art, you know he's talking. But uh, yeah, he did it effortlessly. And uh, yeah, I, 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 when I talk about Chris, I, I, I compare it to Art, different positions. But they're so talented, they can get by making it look easy. Yeah, uh, that is special to watch. And as he mentioned, with all the laundry list of players, the roster of guys you played with and I played with, there were several on there that seemed to make the game look much easier than we experienced. It'll be interesting to see what what they dial up and how Chris – plays this week. Let me tell you, well, they put uh, their left tackle, their starting left tackle, Brandon Jones, down. He's yep. on IR. He's yep. out for four weeks, right? So they got the backup kid from Maroney, I think it is, from MU. He's he's going. Yeah. Larry Barome. Barome, yeah. yeah. And then uh, they also had their uh, starting left guard go down, Tavon uh, Jenkins, right? Yeah, and now so, they got Cody Whitehair. Yeah, there. so, I mean, it's kind of a makeshift line. Yep. They don't have a very good running bane, uh, game, game at all. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what, what, what Chicago can come up with to make, try to make something happen. Yep. And we'll, we'll tackle more about Chicago in the fourth quarter. Let's get to some of these text lines. We got uh, from the 913, Marty should be in the Hall of Fame. I think you agree as well as I do, definitely. Uh, the, the bar of for coaches – where you have to win a Super Bowl in order to be considered to me is ridiculous, especially with the the uh, the resume yeah. of a guy like Marty and what he was able to accomplish and the coaches mm-hmm. that coached under him yeah. and what they were able to accomplish, guys like Cower and Dungy, et cetera. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. And uh, 
Bruce Arians too. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, right. So, um, yeah, he does. Just given the numbers alone, um, but you know that Super Bowl thing, the championship thing, weighs carries a lot of weight, and mm-hmm. uh, he will get in. I just think it'll take some time, maybe on the old timers uh, ballot deal yeah. when that comes up. But uh, he, the measure of a coach to me, as you we talked about before, some coaches can come in and can handle it. And yep. The measure of a coach is one thing. You're a leader. I mean, a true leader. You can't be a fake leader. You are a leader of men. You've mm-hmm. got a locker room of 70 guys, all different ages, all different backgrounds, all different ethnics, all everything, right? Mm-hmm. You have a coaching staff of close to 40. Yeah. And you have to be their leader and hope that no one's trying to stab you in the back, right? That's right, yeah. I mean, it's a. That's right. you've got to be – that's it. In a nutshell, you've just got to be a natural-born leader, and you've got to get everybody to follow you and find ways to make them follow you and buy into what you're doing. And he had that. And for that alone, and, and the number of wins he has, he belongs there. Oh, absolutely. No question. Uh, we got the 913. Y'all are rocking it. Text line is quiet because we're listening. We appreciate it. Text line definitely got active. We got Marty had Coward Dungy, as we talked about, from the 913. Uh, Spags is having fun with this defense. Definitely. Anytime you have those guys moving in the way that they're moving. Uh, yeah. I, I have to imagine that it's more fun than frustrating, uh, for any coach. Uh, the nine one three running Jim Johnson's defense, like, like Andy Reed had in mm-hmm. Philly. Yeah. Jim Johnson. That's a, there's a name from yeah. the past. Yep. Definitely. Uh, that's uh, not Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Jim Johnson. Yeah. Definitely a defensive, you know, Guru, yeah. I guess you could say. Uh, the Chiefs, from 816, the Chiefs have, has only given up one touchdown. The other touchdown was a pick six. That is correct. Aha. Aha. You yeah. got me. I'm coachable. I've been told I'm coachable, so I am correct. It's only given up the one touchdown. All right, from the 816, I love listening to players only, having Bill Moss on tonight as well. Love hearing both points of view on the game and the team. I, that's what I love coming on this show. This is my fifth season uh, doing players only barbershop had been a part of it for many years. And he's one of my brothers as well. But I, I don't think even with the 24 hour news circuit on whatever sports channels you're listening to and Sirius XM, very rarely do you just get a player's perspective, not necessarily a hot take, not necessarily. You got headline news. Yeah. Just headlines, and sports stuff. headlines. Yeah. Right. Just, just the players, like, you know, when I was in this circumstance, this is what happened. So that's that's why I always like having guys like yourself and other former players on because we can bring something different, just a different nuance to the Chiefs' kingdom. With that, that's the end of the third quarter. We come back. I guess we'll talk about this Bears team, tackle a few more texts, and uh, hopefully leave the show with a W coming up this weekend. We'll tackle it next. Players only with Damon Hughes, Thursday night starting at 6 o'clock on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Send the fella, Dana Day, and I like that. Bringing us into the fourth quarter of Players Only, the last segment. We got Bill Moss in here in the building. Appreciate you coming out, Bill. And I am Danon Hughes. And in the fourth quarter, I think we got a few more texts that I want to tackle before. Uh, we start talking a little bit about the Bears. So I got from the 816 and the 913. Elway convinced the refs that Arrowhead was too loud. Bill, you were in that game. I remember to. that. He tried to, right? 
They tried to quiet down the fans. I don't think that worked very much. It got, very well. got worse. <laughs> if he, if you are, if you were not old enough or are not old enough to have experienced that, go in and there's this thing on your phone called Google <laughs> and YouTube. Go in and YouTube Arrowhead Noise. John Elway, and it'll come up with the video clip of him stepping away from the line of scrimmage and the officials threatening to throw a flag they on the tried, Chiefs. That's one of those deals where they tried to install that rule, yeah. a new rule to the NFL. For the where home if the fans. home crowd got too loud. Imagine that. <laughs> how stupid is that? How, how could they even think, think this would work? Yeah. It was if ridiculous. the home crowd got too loud that the quarterback couldn't hear the snap count or the wide receivers, then – you would penalize the other the team. home team would be penalized. That's ridiculous. I can't even imagine. I'm sure there's a generation of people that can't even imagine that that was actually brought to the table. Uh, from the 816, players only is the only place you get real-life insight on these games, players, and their perspective. Gotta live. Gotta love it. Appreciate it. Yes. Um, all right, with that, Bill, what's your take on this upcoming game? I know you already talked about the Bears to some extent yeah. already. Like, Real quick, what do you think about this matchup and our mindset getting into this game and what we need to do? Funny you said mindset because that's that's what this game is, and it's got to be a mindset. Look, everything that's just happened to the Bears this week um, with, with their defense coordinator mm-hmm. resigning, with uh, their quarterback in turmoil on their comments about his Co- coaches making mm-hmm. him do stuff he doesn't like to do or whatever it was, all those things, uh, you know, the players know about it, and this isn't a very good football team. This football team hasn't done anything. Offensively, they haven't done anything. Yeah. Uh, they, they have no running game. They've got one wide receiver and more, right? Yep. They, they, uh, the quarterback is their biggest threat, actually. Um, they, they just they can't move the ball. They can't sustain drives. Um, their offensive line is beat up and, and benched and on IR. Their defense doesn't, is the same thing. They haven't done no turnovers, no interceptions. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can't stop drives uh, going into it. This is, you know, one of those things that's a layup. And yeah. that is where the mindset has to come in. It's human nature, man. It is human nature. The one thing I had to do each and every week was I would watch film at home, at the stadium, where I'd watch and watch and watch and watch and watch until I found something that just ate my ire and I had to get yeah, I, it got me mad. It yeah. got me angry. It got me. I'm not. You know, I'm ready you to saw go. Something on film, like a guy maybe cheap shot at yeah, a guy. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and I'd have to find something like that to get my mind right. So that became the emphasis, and nothing else. I didn't think about the coach being fired or the quarterbacks yeah. hurt or we're playing with all backups. Need I remind you of Indianapolis last year? Yeah, that's right. Okay. So when you say mindset, mm-hmm. that's the number one thing that comes to mind. They've got to get themselves ready. And offensively, I think there's no better time for them to get this thing going and go have a fun day. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's more about us than them. That's really what we're talking about is that we're a championship team. We are playing on our home turf. We have – uh, to redeem ourselves to some extent because we lost on our home field against the Detroit Lions, and we're playing against a lesser opponent, and you're supposed to win. And you played for Marty. I played for Marty. We talked about it, and what did Marty used to say? Win at home and win in your division. Yeah. And this is another opportunity to do so. Um, yeah, they are a fledgling organization right now with a rich history, but fledgling nonetheless, and we have to step up to the challenge. We cannot look past them. 
This cannot be a game where it's within three points late in the fourth quarter. We need no. to put the nail in yeah, the coffin. Yeah, you can't early. let them hang around. Yeah, you, can't you, let them hang around. And and in that locker room, you've been a part of some bad football teams. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? What happens? Hey guys, nobody believes in us. Everybody thinks we're a laughing stock. Yeah. Let's go out and prove to the world we're going to play the world champions. We got a chance to show to the world that these other last 12 games, they lost 12 games in a row, 10 to end of the season last year, and these two this season. But this is their opportunity to showcase to the world that they still got some gas in their tank. Yeah, and, and no better stage to do it at because when – look, Bill Belichick's been doing it for years, right? Mm-hmm. Pitting him, themselves as a team against the world, against the NFL – against the officials, against everybody. And that's the mindset that, that he's created and that he goes by, you know. Yep. And it, it works. When you do that and you can preach that to the guys, it, it works. So, yeah, that's what when you said mindset. You nailed it on the head. That's what it's got to be this week. Yeah, I think so, too. We got to spy Justin Fields. Can't allow him to get be a part of any big plays with his legs and force him to throw them into this yeah. game. And uh, I think we'll be victorious. I feel like we're a better football team. I think everybody knows that. But, and I said this on for, channel, channel 41 earlier. I said it earlier uh, with uh, Cody and Gold. I played in 1993. We lost, mm-hmm. uh, the AFC, we lost the AFC championship at Buffalo. We, after beating Buffalo at home, blow, beating them up at home on Monday night, we had to go to Buffalo for the AFC Championship in part because we were 12-4, and four, and one of those four losses was Chicago Bears at home. If we would have beat the team we were supposed to beat, they were not very good that year. Don't we bring lost. that up, Dana. I'm, bringing, I'm, I'm, I'm tossing it into the air so it can go into the dumpster, Bill. <laughs> Appreciate you, brother. The text yeah. line, everybody that participated, Dan, Big T, we appreciate you, Billy Bob. We thank yeah, you, man. Chris. Producer, thank you, brother. Appreciate you all coming out and being a part of this third edition of Players Only. We'll be back next week and hopefully expectantly after a W. We're out. Peace. Starting at 6 o'clock on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.